G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's always so good to check in with gospel developments around the world and a focus today on the nation of Peru and how significant Christian media is becoming across the continent of the whole of South America. For some context here, our special guests this next few minutes, Chris and Sandy Welch, live with their family in a rural village in the Andes of Peru, 2.65 kilometres above sea level, 45 kilometres in a line from the famous Machu Picchu ancient citadel. Chris is a broadcast engineer working with the Diospi Sayana radio and television ministry. You might recall we were talking about this ministry just last year. Chris and Sandy, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Let's start with you, Chris. You're transmitting on radio through a satellite to all of Latin America, from Mexico down to Chile. That's huge, isn't it? That's a huge footprint, yeah. We were um, setting up the satellite network as the primary reason to get our signal to the FM sites uh, in the Andes because the infrastructure is not good. So we needed a satellite network to do that, but you can receive it directly to home as well. So that's 400 million Spanish-speaking people can receive the Ospiciana radio from satellite. Wow, 400 million people can potentially hear your broadcasts each day. You're a broadcast engineer and uh, you're working to reach a more localised setting as well around where you're working, about 800,000 people with six FM radio sites uh, that you've installed just around your basically your hometown. Well, yeah, it's uh, in the south, uh, the southern third of Peru, actually. So, yes, there's one in our town and there's one, then there's uh, five others um, uh, surrounding that. So, uh, yeah, we we um, from we cover from uh, the Andes, uh, Puerto Maldonado, down to Lake Titicaca, down toward Bolivia, um, and then we've got um, a bunch of other sites uh, uh, the north of Peruasi. Sandy, you've been in South America for about three years now, and you've got eight children. <laughs> How does that work for you? I mean, is it difficult? Or give us some insights into raising eight children in South America in Peru. You know, it's an adventure every day, but you know, they God is good. They all have their talents and their giftings, and I say that I couldn't survive without, particularly my oldest son, who's my interpreter. So if my phone rings, I give it to Sam. <laughs> so my Spanish isn't so good, but the kids have picked it up really quickly. And so I've often needed them. Um, yeah, so it, and it's difficult in terms, I guess, of cooking and cleaning. And um, there's a lot of kids to look after and cooking is a bit more difficult. Food's a bit harder to manage, but it's a team thing for sure. 
And you're back in Australia now because your oldest son is going to be going to university here in Australia. And I imagine that when you're working in a missionary role, all of these different considerations, all of these tensions, and the kids are getting older, and what are we going to do about their future? Those things are all part of your decision-making, aren't they? They are. It's, it's very hard for your mum's heart to to trust God with all of that. But, you know, he hasn't let us down yet. So our oldest son actually came back from Peru after a year and a half and went to university on the Gold Coast. And our second oldest one will now stay behind as well when we return. And he's doing university in Sydney. So I have to trust God with them. Chris, let's come back to the ministry you are involved in. I mentioned you're a broadcast engineer. You're the guy who's behind the scenes making sure all of the equipment works so that that ministry that happens so fabulously on radio can get out there. What sort of commitment has that taken and how difficult has it been to get all of those operations set up to to reach the whole of South America? Yeah, look, it's been a challenge, you know. I mean, I've been working in the field in Australia for nearly 30 years um, so, um, in commercial TV and radio. And so, um, to go over there, it took me, um, a couple of years just to work out how things work over there. So different to, to Australia. I mean, things aren't available. You, it's very hard to get spare parts, very hard to get equipment. It's been a real challenge. Um, plus the Spanish, the language barrier as well. It's, it's certainly been a, 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 a yeah, a very faith building time for us. We've got, we're a lot more patient now, I think, than we were before we left. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we're also very grateful that we got the six sites going in three years. And, um, and it's been, it's been a, a fantastic, a rewarding experience for us. And so to go back now and do two more sites, um, to reach a million people, um, that's, that's really exciting for us. No, uh, we can't wait to go. What sort of response does the media ministry there receive from the people who are hearing Christian radio or watching your Christian TV? What sort of responses are coming in? Are they really receptive and responsive to Christian radio? Yeah, hugely. In fact, um, in many places you find that there are no other Christian radios um, there. There's, uh, there's some, some religious radios but no other Christian um, sources. And, um, and you find, uh, we, we're getting about a thousand responses, um, a month, um, back to the media center in Kurawasi of people that, um, with testimonies and, and stories are, are a blessing. And, um, and it's amazing, amazing response, you know, like we, when we launched Porta Maldonado, it was our first site. Um, within a day of doing that, we get a call from, um, from one guy saying, that they live uh, um, two days um, accessed by a canoe and there's no other way they could access it but they've tuned into our radio and, and, and it's amazing that they can listen to Christian radio in the Amazon. Um, it's uh, on the edge of the Amazon, that is. But it, it's it's just incredible. There, there, we had another testimony of a, uh, of a security guard that was going to uh, pull his gun out of his holster who was going to shoot himself because his wife was unfaithful. But then he tuned into the radio just before doing that, heard the heard the gospel uh, and called into our, our call centre and um, it transformed his life. It's an amazing, amazing story. Sandy, let me come back to you because there was a whole lot of miracles 
to get you and Chris and the family to Peru. It's not just something you decide one day and then all of a sudden you're there the next, uh, but there mm-hmm. must have been a lot of stuff that was happening. Take us into just how you actually got to Peru in the first place. To start with, we read a book, and it was a Christian Heroes Den and Now book about Dos Pisciana and Klaus, and the very last page they said that the next thing they had to do was to set up the radio station to put the gospel across the Andes, and God just deposited it in our spirit that that was for us. And there was almost no doubt, almost from that moment, when God tells you something, you just know that it's true. And so there were lots of little miracles, so um, in faith, before Klaus had even said, yes, you can come, we had an opportunity to buy some um, technical equipment for Chris. It was $25,000 worth, and so we bought it in faith that he would say yes. And so the very day we put that in our lounge room at home, Klaus rang and said, yes, you can come. So from there, God just opened the door, and it was so clear. So we had a garage sale. She's Karen, our friend Karen was at the garage sale, and we had a garage sale to get rid of all our belongings at home, and a man turned up and just walked across the driveway to Chris and said, you're doing the right thing in going. I had the opportunity to go and take my family, but I didn't. I've always regretted it. He started to cry and he said, you're doing the right thing. And he walked off, hopped back in his car and drove away and we've never seen him again. Um, God just, just made it so clear that we were doing the right thing. So when we had the hard days about leaving, he just sent the right little miracle along to encourage us. And when I say you don't just make these sorts of decisions to go and serve God on a whim, you know, one day you think, well, we might go to Peru, the next day you're there. This for you, Chris, goes right back even 20 years to an early word from God. Sometimes we call it a prophecy that was going to put you in this sort of direction. And uh, this is what's come of it. Uh, Take us back to that prophecy. Yeah, you know, it was um, a year after Sandy and I got married and we were in church and we, it was a prophecy that was uttered over me at that time and it said that I would reach millions with the gospel. And we thought, yeah, that's great. That was, that was our heart, you know. We wanted to reach the world, but we then we thought, well, how? You know, I mean, how am I going to do that? I'm, I'm not such a great speaker. I'm not so fantastic, but how would I do that? And now this, um, and so we parked that in our minds and then, uh, all of these years later, um, this has all come back before where when we went to Peru to, to launch this radio network, it was realized yeah, how we can do that. We're, gonna, we're about to reach a million people um, every day with, with the gospel through, through our ministry. So um, that's, uh, that was really exciting for us. Uh, amazing how those prophetic words can become fulfilled in your life and as you say you're yeah. about to head back to Peru and you're going to get those two extra FM sites and and you'll reach that additional 200,000 people that'll make it a million yeah. in that yeah. context where you are around your local area there uh, you've been serving in mission for uh, this last three years and I wonder whether is there a particular way that listeners today might like to support the work you do. Sometimes people want to support some work in Africa or into yeah. the Middle East or whatever, but what about South America? How do people support the good work that you're doing? Yeah, okay. So um, there's a couple of ways. In fact, um, we've got a blog site, welchersinperu.blogspot.com. Um, and so on there, there are stories of our, our ministry and, and ways to support us. Um, a direct way is uh, from Pioneers Australia. They've got a 1-800 number. You can call Pioneers Australia and, and um, 
mentioned, you know, we want to support Welchers in Peru. And, um, and we've just uh, also just launched a, uh, today, actually, a GoFundMe um, uh, site to, uh, for others to make them easy, the easiest to uh, support us. Fabulous stuff. Chris and Sandy Welch, Aussies working in mission in South America for this past three years. Uh, they're heading back very, very soon, but there is that blog spot. Uh, there might be listeners who might like to follow you specifically, welchersinperu.blogspot.com. Uh, others might say, well, I'd like to be able to be helpful in support, and you might have a financial gift that you'll be able to give. A GoFundMe page called One Million People Every Day. And you can also contact Pioneers Australia. That's the mission organisation that's connected uh, with Chris and Sandy Welch. There's a 1-800 number you can call to get in touch with Pioneers Australia and to be connected with Chris and Sandy Welch. Chris and Sandy, uh, thanks so much for taking some time to share your hearts with us today on 2020. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.